So you got to mix it up. And especially if you've been married for a long time, um, you know, maybe you learn something new together. Maybe you take a class, a dance class, a sport, pick up a sport together. You know, let's go learn to golf. Let's go learn to play pickleball or tennis or whatever. Me and my girlfriends got together and, and they were like, let's get you all dressed up kind of sexy and go pick them up from the airport and I'm like okay I went and picked out a very tight fitting form-fitting dress black dress and I put some heels on I did my hair put more makeup than I normally wear some red <laughs> lipstick and I went and picked him up from the airport and when he got off that plane and I have to admit I was even a little uncomfortable at that point because I wasn't even used to dressing like that he was so shocked when he got off that plane he literally looked past me and then went oh my gosh there she is and honestly I'm just gonna say it, we didn't even make it home. Something else I remember, I think I read this in a book. I think I read this in a book by a rabbi. Don't remember the name of a book, but it was a big deal going around at that time. I do time. like this episode's going off the rails. Yes. Welcome to the Danielle Hage podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Hage. Danielle is my mother-in-law and Nini to my three girls. She is a pastor, speaker, and founder of Dynamic Traits. She has over 40 years experience in family and marriage relationships. She's been married for 43 years to Steve Hage, who travels the world preaching the gospel, and together they pastor a church in Laguna de Gal, California. So today, Danielle, thanks for being here. We talked about last week on our podcast, is this as good as it gets? Right. So this is a follow-up. We're going to talk about how to reignite the spark. So what happens when all that initial attraction fades? Yeah, because that's a real thing. Yeah. You know, somebody recently asked me that question. It's like, I'm. they said, what do I do? I'm not even attracted to my spouse anymore. Wow. And I think a lot of times that can then can come and go if you've been married for any length of time. But because you find yourself in that place, does that mean the relationship is over? And no, it doesn't. Because guess what? You're, that's going to happen again in the next relationship, right? Passion has a way of fading chemistry that you had in the beginning that sparked that in love euphoric feeling. Yeah. It fades over time. It's just part of it, maybe because of the fam familiarity. So we've got to find ways, intentionalize spicing up the relationship, yeah. spicing it up. All right. So what so, kind of attractions are there? Because there's not yes, just physical attraction. So are we just talking that usually in these relationships that it's just the physical attraction yeah. that fades or is it all? So explain to us the yeah. different types of and, attractions And I first. guess that yeah. would be unique to that yeah. particular couple. But we, and we've done a podcast on the different kinds of attraction. Yeah. So you might want to go back and look at that. But yeah. there is two types. There's emotional attraction and there's physical attraction. Okay. So if, the physical, let's say, you know, you've changed, your body has changed now that you're married, you've had children, um, you know, sometimes there's weight gain or maybe weight loss or whatever. You don't look the same you, as you did when you were courting and you just got married. Um, you've, women, you're not going to like this, <laughs> but you have to remember that men are visual, okay? It doesn't mean because you've gained a bunch of weight or he's not as physically attracted to you anymore, that he doesn't love you anymore because he is also engaged emotionally with you, okay? So that's not what I'm talking about. But yes, that even the physical attraction, because we do change over the years and we age, it's, you know, we have to factor in, there's going to be change there. But there's also the emotional attraction, which means um, that you, there, there's three parts of emotional attraction. There's, it, Intellectual attraction falls under that category and spiritual attraction. So the emotional attraction is when, you know, you, I love how you make me feel, yeah. you know, I mean, 
the reason I fell in love with my husband was because of the way he loved me. I, I'd never been loved like that. Yeah. I wasn't physically mm-hmm. attracted to him, but the way he made me feel suddenly the physical attraction grew on me and he became so handsome, so cute to me that I, you know, I was head over heels in love with him, but it has every, had everything to do with how he made me feel about myself. And I know that sounds selfish, but that's emotional attraction. Okay. Um, and in years over the years, you could still be physically attracted to somebody, but the way you make you, they make you feel because maybe they're not treating you well. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're mistreating you. Th- suddenly that physical attraction is going to start to go away wow. because they don't, I remember asking or talking to a man, we were counseling with a couple and this man's wife was absolutely stunningly gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point saying, she's just so beautiful. And he said to me, yeah, she used to be, she doesn't look that pretty to wow. me anymore Wow. because of the problems they were going through and the way she was treating him, yeah. it took away from the, her beauty, from the physical attraction in her. Intellectually, we are attracted to people. This is why you got married, because you thought they were smart. You liked the way they thought, yeah. uh, their take on Intriguing things. conversations. Yes. Yeah. Um, spiritually, there's an attraction. You think they're a really good pair, a person. You have the same values, the same beliefs, the same type of faith, yeah. possibly. And this is, again, what connected you to begin with. Over the years, all those kinds of attraction can change. Maybe intellectually, you still want to grow and learn and read and evolve. And maybe they're not so interested in doing personal work or, you know, reading or whatever. And maybe you're, or maybe spiritually, maybe some of your beliefs, some of your values start to change over the years. That is possible. And that is probably also why you hear people say that we grew apart. And I know early on in our marriage, because I had heard of those things you know, about growing apart, I always thought, um, I want to make sure that we continue to grow together. And I remember at one point in our relationship, my husband had gone away to a conference, an out-of-state conference, and he came back a new person. Wow. He, came, he he changed. And it made such an impact on him, this conference. I was kind of jealous. Yeah. I'm like, oh. like, I felt like he just grew leaps and he bounds. He went to another level. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, don't leave me behind. I yeah. want to go. Wow. Do you know the next year mm-hmm. I attended that conference with him? I had a newborn baby. I said, no, I'm going. I'm going because I want to make sure we're still yeah. growing together on yeah. the same page rather than just going like, yeah, you go ahead. It's not yeah. for me. No, yeah. because I wanted to get imparted to me what was imparted to him. Right. And it was great for us and for our marriage and our relationship. But we have to intentionalize growing together. So I think... um, where was I going with this? Oh, we were talking about the different types of attraction and yes, how that can change over the years. And then I think, you know, a lot of times when you are together all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, you you have your regular schedule and maybe it becomes a little bit monotonous, but you, there's, I think there's such a thing as too much togetherness, or maybe you and your husband work together. Maybe you're raising the kids together. Maybe you do everything together. I think space is good. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to get away from each other. You know, that old cliche, um, distance makes a heart grow fonder. That's a real thing. I love how you talk about this in context of your relationship with Steve. And I know you talked about it recently on a podcast when he was on visiting. Um, But you guys give each other the freedom to to have your own lives. Right, right. And then come together and connect. And I think it's really good for each person, you know, for us to be interdependent of one another where, where the wife does not become so dependent on the husband, especially if she's a stay-at-home 
wife raising kids, maybe homeschooling kids, um, and he is the protector provider, you know, and he's the breadwinner, that, you know, you're not just sitting around waiting for him to come home. Right. And you've, you know, you've done your work with the kids, you've had it with the kids, you're, you know, you've got to have your own baby, your own thing, your own place where you are getting your accolades and you feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And it may come through a hobby or maybe you're taking a class or, or maybe there's a sport that you're playing. playing, Yeah. Whatever (laughs) it is, maybe it's going to the gym. I know, I know for, for me and Steve, um, I was that stay at home mom, but I always had something on the side. Like I was a fitness instructor for 20 years in our relationship. And it gave me um, that self-confidence and it made me feel good that I was doing something for myself. Plus I was helping contribute to the family, not, not a big paycheck, but something. And so I've always had little things on the side where it was just my own thing. And then when you come back together, you have something to talk about. You have something to contribute to the conversation at night. You know, well, this is what happened to me today. Here's what I did. And, and you're both, you know, you're having conversation around that and talking about what you learned that day. And I know my husband traveled for 10 years in a row, 49 weekends out of the year. He was gone a lot. And so many people would say, you know, wonder you're still married because you guys <laughs> have your space. You get to get away, which is true. And then years later, when my kids started getting old enough, I started traveling and speaking out. And it's like my husband's like his respect for me. He was so proud of me, but I had to do the work. I had to find something that interested me yeah. that I could take on the road, that I could yeah. teach because we're both in ministry. And so where I wasn't just going with him and sitting there on the front row looking pretty, I didn't like that. That wasn't enough for me. It's like, I want to have something to contribute. So I had to do my own work, my own um, learning and reading and going to conferences and and learning something that I could teach, which is everything that I've been teaching now for the last 20 years, basically. But I could see in my husband's eyes, his respect for me. That Mm -hmm. his attraction toward me also went up because he was proud of me. You know, he respected that. So, so we both have to continue to grow and bring something to the table, bring something into the relationship that I think is important. Yeah. I can tell a difference in our relationship when I've got, because I do, I stay home. I homeschool the kids and then I'm the taxi driver to all the activities. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and lately that's gotten very monotonous and I feel like I'm on Groundhog's Day. Yes. And I can tell like we have more conflict in conversation because it's just same old, same old, same old. Yeah. And it's finding those words like we've got to break out. There's got to be something we've got to. Um, like you've talked about, and I know other relationship experts talk about, you know, the date night out is important. Yes. How important that really is. Sometimes I don't think we realize that until it becomes as a woman. A problem. Sacrificial. Yes. You know, we've sacrificed yeah. and then all of a sudden it becomes like an, ex- not an explosive, but, but yeah. like, oh my gosh, this need is like so strong you know, in so me. So strong. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. But even um, I've noticed times where you know, conversation's really good and we have dinner around the table and then the kids go off and play or do whatever they're doing, you know, getting ready for bed. And we stay at the, we stay at the table having conversations when I do, when I have something going on, I'm excited about something new we're studying in homeschool. Um, the moment I clicked in and really took that on as my passion because I was working, I was outside the home. Yeah, We were working together and leading teams and all of that. The moment I took on homeschool and my home and really took it on as ownership and love for it and found a passion for it, Christian clicked into it too. And was like, oh my gosh, you know, he wanted to talk about it more than just the, oh my gosh, this is, you know, this is overwhelming. Overwhelming. Yeah. When I do get like that, you know, then it's 
then it's when it becomes a little bit more like, ugh, I don't want to be around you. Yeah, yeah, a more challenging. <laughs> we, need, we each need space, you know, yes. all of that. So I yes. agree with with what you say. We have to have something of our own, of our own, and something that's continuing to sharpen us. Right, but but that having something of your own needs to complement yeah. what your husband's doing. Right, right. So that you are complementing each other. Yeah. It's not dividing you. Yes. Right. Well, we've gone through seasons that mm-hmm. too, you know, where my job conflicted with his job ah. and it wasn't the job's fault. It was, it was my, you know, our fault. It was yeah. my fault. It was, you know, I was tit for tatting whose was more important. And right. Who's, who's working more, harder. Yeah. Yes. Who's working who's harder tired. and who's going to go pick up the kids because my meeting's more important than your right. meeting. Oh, and boy. that was not good. I mean that yeah. if we would have stayed on that path, it would have led to a uh, destruction, I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's take a second and talk about Strong Cell. You have been taking it for about a year now, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. So tell us the benefits and what you're feeling from yeah. taking Strong Cell. Yeah. No, I love it. it I don't miss one day. Yeah. Not one day. Number one, it tastes good. So mm-hmm. easy to drink. Yeah. Um, and I take it in the morning. The minute I get up before I leave the house, I take my Strong Cell with my supplements. And what I have noticed is I have endless energy. I am not kidding. And the reason I say that is because I'm 62 and I work out hard. I like being active. Like my day consists pretty much, here's my schedule. I get up, I'm in the gym at 6 a.m. I'll do 30 minutes cardio, 30 minutes weights. Then I go right from there, play an hour and a half of pickleball. And then a lot of times, not every day, but a lot of times I go right from there and go to back to the gym and swim at least 50 laps. Then I come home and have my first cup of coffee and I feel great. The other day I did all three of those things. Then I sat in my office for six hours straight until my hunger pang, you know, broke through my focus and said, I'm hungry. I I need to eat. Like, I don't know if it suppresses your appetite at all, but I just know that I don't feel like I have to eat (laughs) as much as often. Um, I've seen a difference in my hair. I've seen a difference in my skin and not just me, but people ask me all the time. They say, what are you doing? What are you doing? I, You know, your skin looks great or your hair. They'll make comments. And I always say, you know what? I'm taking a supplement called Strong Cell. It works at a cellular cellular level. And um, it's doing all kinds of good stuff in my body. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. <laughs> and because it's a cellular energy boost, it's not like a pre-workout. Right. You don't get the zing or that quick energy jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's building up all the good stuff, the ATP and all that energy in your cells. So trying it for at least four weeks to see a difference, to make a difference, because it's going to elevate you over that time. You want to build it up and then you want to sustain those energy levels. I've been taking it too. And um, I've noticed that when I take it again, it's not like a pre-workout where I immediately get that jump, but I all of a sudden have like a focused Mm. and, and clarity. I'm able to really just zoom in to my day and be super focused, Mm -hmm. Um, especially homeschooling my three girls. I can just laser right in. Um, And then the other thing I noticed was, you know, mommy brain fog is real (laughs) and I don't have that anymore. Yeah. I'm able to be more focused. I have more clarity and I'm able to get through the afternoon without that mental fog slump. So I am really loving strong cell too. And so because of that, yeah. we have decided to partner with Strong Cell. And Strong Cell has actually given us a discount code for all the viewers that watch our podcast. Yay. Isn't that exciting? Yes. So yeah. go to strongcell.com slash Danny. That's strongcell.com slash D-A-N-I. And use the discount code for 20% off. That's Danny20 as your discount code, D-A-N-I-2-0. And make sure you check it out. Get four-week supplement and let us know how you like it. Yeah. So, you know, so should we tell our partner that we're not attracted to them? How do we handle that? Do we have a conversation? 
here's my input. <laughs> How do we talk about the dad? How bod? do we talk about that? <laughs> I think that you have to start off with you got to tell your spouse what you need. Okay. You've got to have the needs conversation. And it could be, you know, I need more quality time with you, or um, I need you, I don't feel like you're listening to me or you're really hearing me. Um, I think that is very important. And remember, when you are going to have a conversation with your spouse, and this is for the women, when you say to your man, I need time to talk with you, what he is going to hear initially up front is, uh oh, I'm in trouble. Okay. <laughs> so you need to say, hey, we need some time to talk you're not in trouble. Everything's okay. Yeah. Or everybody's okay. So let him know so that he doesn't come defensive to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you got to say how you feel. Both people, you yeah. got to talk about your feelings. Maybe it's, I feel invisible. I feel unheard. I feel insecure. I feel jealous. I feel alone. I feel disrespected. I feel emasculated. You know, whatever it is, you've got to have that conversation. Okay. You've got to figure out how you feel and you tell them by using I statements. I feel, not yeah. you yeah. make me feel, yeah. okay? Because that sounds accusatory mm-hmm. and they're going to get defensive, okay? I feel insecure, not you make me feel insecure because guess what? You are responsible for your feelings. Yeah. He's not, she's not responsible for you. You're responsible for you. Um, I statements rather than you statements. Um, don't use you never, you always, because that's an exaggeration. Yeah. That's not true. It's not never and always. Rarely mm-hmm. is it never and always. You don't want them to make to make them feel attacked. Ask them, how can we work on this together? How can we solve this problem together? Because we're together. We're partners in this, okay? Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I've made a list of things that we that maybe people can do, and I want to hear your input about yeah. this. And you feel free to leave a comment and let us know if you have some suggestions, some yeah. suggestions of what has worked for you to keep that spark alive. So before you go into these suggestions, because okay. I do want to clarify something that I think okay. I'm hearing you say, but I want to make sure I'm okay. hearing it correctly. Um, so the emotional attraction, the spiritual, intellectual, mm-hmm. emotional attraction right. can actually increase or decrease the physical attraction. Yes. So I think uh, the world tells us the opposite. The world is showing us you just need to be the most beautiful, the most right. enhanced, the perfect, most, the perfect, perfect, the perfect woman at all times, you know, and you just need to be this pretty thing. And if anything sags or wrinkles or dimples, <laughs> you know, he's uh, not going to be into it anymore. Right. right? right. So um, I think what you're saying, even in these crucial conversations that we are really talking about the I feel statements right. are Usually it's an emotional need or an emotional connection right. that's been yes. dinged or yes. um, not being met that actually is starting to get to the physical attraction. Exactly. So you're not talking Very about good. coming into conversation and being like, listen, <laughs> but 15 pounds, like it's got to go. You know, you're right. talking about like, hey, there's an emotional need here and it's starting to affect these other right. areas of attraction. Right. And, and, right. and yes, I totally agree. Yes, you are hearing that right. And remember- 5, 10, 15, 20 pounds, whatever it is, most men who have committed to to a relationship, to a woman, aren't going to leave their wives because they gained some weight, okay? They're not going to risk divorce and losing half their money and everything they own because she put on some weight. Unless some guy is super, super, I would call very, very shallow, but I think that is the exception to the rule because 
he's emotionally attached to you also. You know, you're yeah. the w- woman of his, the, the mother of his children. So, mo- and I've heard men say, you know, I don't care that she's gained a little weight. Just don't point it out, women. Don't do you point know, it out. Do you not point it out? Don't point but it out. Vice because vice versa, it, if he's gained the right. weight or if he's, you know, I think, again, going back, making sure that emotional attraction is healthy. Is intact. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because most men will say, I don't care. I just, I care about what's the root of the weight gain or the weight loss. Like, yeah. are you okay? Like, are you taking care of yourself? You're not depressed. Are you, you know, yeah. and I've heard men say, I've heard your husband say, as long as she's eating right and she exercises and she, she takes care of herself, she yeah. likes herself because that says a lot about your emotional state of yeah, mind absolutely. that you're, yeah. you're, physical you're, very much you have good self-esteem. Yeah. You're, mm-hmm. You have a confidence, you have a self-love, you know, a healthy self-love yeah. and all of that is good for the relationship, right? And it goes vice versa, both on both ends, both men and women. But I think sometimes intentionalizing, keeping the passion, keeping Mm -hmm. the spark alive is you got to mix up the routine. Yes. Because yeah, marriage, raising kids become monotonous monotonous after a while. Like you said, sometimes you feel like you're in in the movie Groundhog Day. (laughs) Every single day is the exact same you know, schedule every day. So you got to mix it up. And especially if you've been married for a long time, um, you know, maybe you learn something new together. Maybe yeah. you take a class, a dance class, a sport, pick up a sport together. You know, let's go learn to golf. Let's go learn to play pickleball or tennis yeah. or whatever. Let's go to the gym together and, you know, whatever. Um, let's read a book together. Let's learn something new. Let's, you know, you you just have to be creative and, and it's going to be unique to the couple. Yeah. You can't force someone to do something that they don't want to do, you know, let's go camping. Well, I hate camping. <laughs> I'm not going to go camping. Like my well, husband. Let's go glamping. Yeah. Yeah. That I could do. Um, my husband isn't going to play pickleball. Yeah. And you know what? And people are like, oh, your husband won't play with you. To me, it's like, he's not into it. I can't make him be into it for me. So I get a group of people that are into it and I go play with the people yeah. that like it. I'd rather him stay home and do what he wants to do yeah. and be happy than coming out and complaining and grumbling about, well, like she dragged said, me out here. Too much togetherness <laughs> yeah. can actually do the opposite effect yeah. anyway. You yeah. know, if we're together all the time right. and have to do everything together. Right, right, not gonna right. So we, we and I, I even, <laughs> I, I go on girls trips you know, I don't go on ski trips without him because we used to do that together, but his his knees can't handle it anymore. Am I going to be mad at him? Am I going to force him to go? No, he's just happy that I go and I'm happy that he's happy that I'm there and he's happy to pay for it. <laughs> so, so it works out. Some other things you could do that I have um, encouraged women to do over the years is... Um, to, to mix it up a little bit. And I hope you can handle it because my son is sitting over here. But um, <laughs> something that I did I, some years into our marriage, 10 or 12 years into our marriage, is I went and it was kind of the going thing. I was hearing about other women doing it. I went and had a boudoir taken, which is kind of a sexy photo shoot from, I had a woman photographer and I wore sexy clothes and my husband didn't know I did it. And I gave this little album to him for a birthday or Christmas or something. Yeah. And it just shocked him. You know, he didn't expect that, but it just it was just like a fun thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever done that. I have not. <laughs> I recommend it. <laughs> now, but now it's not going to be surprised, but he doesn't know Dad when you do listening. it. <laughs> um, or, you know, dressing up in something that he's not used to seeing you in. Yeah. You know, when I was younger, we were in a culture, a community. It was very conservative a church, you know, we were in the ministry, we were youth pastors and I dressed very conservatively 
And I, my husband was traveling and me and my girlfriends got together and, and they were like, let's get you all dressed up, kind of sexy and go pick them up from the airport. And I'm like, okay. I went and picked out a very tight fitting, form fitting dress, black dress. And I put some heels on. I did my hair, put more makeup than I normally wear, some <laughs> red lipstick. And I went and picked him up from the airport. And when he got off that plane, and I have to admit, I was even a little uncomfortable at that point because I wasn't even used to dressing like that. He was so shocked when he got off that plane. He literally looked past me and then went, oh my gosh, there she is. And honestly, I'm just going to say it. We didn't even make it home. (laughs) We didn't make it home. Literally, he pulled off the side of the road and we had to do our thing. Anyways, but I got such a kick out of that. And he was so surprised, but it's just, it was just fun doing things that are a little bit different. Yeah. Um, What's something, have you done anything? I don't know, but I just can't (laughs) wait for the comments from my friends after listening to this episode, they'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe you had this conversation with your mother-in-law. <laughs> we kind of talk about everything. Yes. There's nothing, so... there's nothing I feel that I can't talk about with my kids, especially if they want to know and they're interested. And a lot of the stuff <laughs> I learned from older women in my life, yeah. they were the ones that gave me these yeah. ideas. Yeah. Like I didn't come up with it by myself because again, when you're kind of bogged down with ma- mommy. Yes, so we're all in the same stage. <laughs> no mom. Is yes, like, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I did. I have a, have had women mentors in my life. Um, one, one of their suggestions, put on a trench coat. And when he comes home, answer the door with, oh, put on a trench coat with nothing underneath. And when he comes home, answer the front door and open your trench coat. I did that. And he, again, he was... <laughs> completely blown away because this wasn't normal for me. And he, I remember he pushed me into the house because I think he was afraid a neighbor was going to see me. And again, he just went crazy. Like that was just so fun. I loved seeing his response. Um, Another suggestion they, they gave me, I didn't come up with it. I never would have, is wrap your naked body in cellophane. I never heard of that. I don't know why. I don't, I did it. I don't know what it was. It was just something a little naughty. It just was a little naughty, I guess. I don't even, like, <laughs> did you have a kid help you? I don't even want to know. I think like, I just did happened? the best I could. But, and it, of course, the kids weren't home. I don't remember where they were, but they weren't home. Um, <laughs> another idea is book a motel room, a hotel room, and ask him to, on his lunch break, to meet you there. And have a little, you know, afternoon rendezvous. Um, something else I remember, I think I read this in a book. I think I read this in a book by a rabbi. Don't remember the name of a book, but it was a big deal going around at that time. I feel time. like this episode's going off the rails. Yes. And one of his suggestions is, because he was talking about adultery and affairs, and the reason people do it is because it's such a no-no, and it's so on the edge. Yeah. And one of his suggestions was go to a restaurant, sit at the bar, and have your husband meet you there, and pretend like you don't know each other, and then he has to hit on you like he would a different woman. You know, and you just role play, role play. Yeah, yeah. Dressing up, put a wig on. Put a wig on and dress in something sexy when you go to bed that night and t- take a pole dancing class. And I know for Christians, you're going to go, oh my gosh. Well, you know what? I'm still married 43 years later and I've done all of this. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's bad or nasty or anything. I think it's taking care of yourself, getting your, being okay with your sexuality and yeah. being sexy and getting your libido going. Yeah. And I took a class, didn't tell my husband came home. He came home one day. Okay. So anyway, you get the point. It's like, add some variety, just mix it up a little bit. I think most healthy men don't need variety in women. They need just Mm -hmm. variety with the woman that they have. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. 
And some of you may need to go back and watch our podcast about personalities because <laughs> Danielle's a yellow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I'm a blue. <laughs> yeah. You so gotta like, do what works for you. <laughs> and you have to know your man's taste. You yes, know, like yes. like my husband, the pole dance thing, it wasn't really his. Yeah, yeah. Whereas thing. My husband, I didn't need to do it again. Yes. My yeah. husband likes when I wear athleisure wear. The short shorts, yeah. Let what my are, legs show. I mean, that will that turns him on right. enough. What, like, what, yeah, yeah. That, the he full goes, production. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember another man said to me, "I just want my wife to wear shorts. She's so cute in shorts, and she's yeah. a little bit more on the conservative side." I remember we had that conversation. I yeah. said, "Put some shorts on for the guy." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you yep. have great legs. Show them off. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you got to knowing his style, what yes. he likes, yes. what he wants to see you in. Yeah. So all of that, keeping that spark alive. It's unique to your relationship with your spouse. Yeah. So you figure it out. Yeah, that's so good. Okay. And like Danielle <laughs> said earlier, put your recommendations in the comments. What yes. have you done? What have you tried? What's worked? What's maybe fallen a little short? Maybe literally fallen? Yeah. Maybe you fell? You know, I don't know. We'd love put to hear. Put on two high heels and you fell. So let us know in the comments. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, like it, share it. Make sure you follow Danielle on Instagram and Facebook and we'll let you know uh, when you hit the notification bell when a new episode is coming your way. <laughs>